What is up, everybody? I am Ants, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host. Introduce yourself, sir. Christian, let's get it again. Episode 3, Monday Night Raw. Let's go. Christian is keeping tabs of his episodes. Episode 3. Episode 3 for me. Episode, episode 3 for me. Episode three I'm for excited Christian. to be here again with Anthony to cover Monday Night Raw on November 28th. So let's get, yes, let's get to dude. it. Yes, dude. Winter is coming. Actually, that's AEW. That's not uh, WWE. That is not WWE. And that they should be us. a good pay-per-view, though. That would be a sick pay-per-view. Now, it wait. Would be a, it would be. No, it's not a pay-per-view, but it would be a cool pay-per-view. Like, they're doing it as a dynamite. <laughs> oh, okay. And but yes, Ricky cool Starks pay-per-view. and MJF. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, I was, I was learning about that. Okay. See, I, I'm, I'm doing my thing. Um. If you're watching us live on YouTube, you could tell that I am our WWE pay-per-view champion. So I got to represent with a title belt. Chris has an opportunity at the Royal Is Rumble. Is the Royal Rumble the next pay-per-view? Like, throughout AWNW? Okay. I think so. I think. I'm, no, yeah. I think it is, too. Okay. No, I yeah. I kind of am interested to see. Uh, I kind of want to see Impact, though, a little bit. Hmm. I kind of want to see Mickey James see if it's her last match. Poor Mickey James, man. She's been through some rough couples. Uh, Jordan weeks. Grace is kind of manly. I was Dude, listening to her voice. I remember watching. I didn't think. I looked at the because I follow Impact on uh, Instagram, obviously, and I saw the thing. And I was like, "That's her." Like I remember watching her when I was a kid. Like she Dude, looked I the found, exact same. She was attractive, I thought, in the beginning, and now I think she's taking like testosterone or something because uh, her voice has changed. Her, you know, respect to Jordan Grace, but, <laughs> but uh, something's changed there, and I don't want to, don't know what it is. But no, I think Mickey something... James needs to hang up her boots. She has nothing left to prove in the wrestling industry. She's done it all. I agree, but I just think like I would just love for Mickey to come back to WWE just I know. one more time, I know. just to get the the actual farewell that she deserves from WWE. Oh, absolutely! You know, she didn't get the right farewell. Like, excuse me, like she goes into the Royal Rumble match. I was just gonna spring that up, yeah. Like, I thought they were gonna do something a little, make maybe make her like Final Four or something, or like. See, my issue with. Mickey James entering it wasn't I didn't it wasn't that I had the issue of her going into the Royal Rumble with her being an impact. It's the fact that WWE spoiled it with them announcing that. Hey, Mickey yeah. James. Imagine the freaking pop if you would have heard like hardcore country come out in a mm-hmm. WWE Royal Rumble. Like the crowd would have went insane. But the, I, I didn't per, I was like, oh, I hated like, that too. Like I wish they wouldn't have told us that Mickey James. They should have called this Rumble match the um Total Divas. The Total Divas. And that's the closest. Go ahead, man. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was no, gonna say go that that's the closest we're ever gonna get to, in my opinion. Well, I don't know, but it, I think this that's the closest we'll see like a Impact WWE crossover, maybe any crossover within WWE, because I don't know if WWE is really interested in doing any crossovers. Yeah, I just, you know, I just wish that some of the people, um, you know, that were like, I think Mickey deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame just because we're talking about someone who did something that was like so like ahead of its time. Like I in 2006, I was like 12 or 13. No, I think I was 12. And to see like the whole like obsession gimmick and I'm bad at math. Was I 12? How old was I? I'm just counting how old I was. I think I was 
two, three, four, five. So I was born in '93. I was four years old. Okay, so I was. I remember her having her weird obsession with Trish Stratus, and then the title at Mania. That was a big. That was a big deal, and I remember when she won the title. I remember going to school the next day, and we had printed out on like our computers, like the picture of her as a champion, because <laughs> I was surprised to see her beat Trish. It was I was interested in that it one was for a some really reason. Really good story, man. Really good story. I have yeah. that on uh, DVD, and when they played the promo, I like how WWE used to do the the good promos before the mm-hmm. pay per view matches, especially the championship matches or like the main event. They don't do really that. They do, but it's not as good anymore. Fucking WrestleMania 17, Rock and Austin. That is probably the best promo before Boom. a match. I remember ever. seeing that shit live, and I was like, "That I'm telling you, there's nothing like being a kid during that time. Dude, I'm telling you, nothing. Like, like I remember being like, oh, Judgment Day 2002 is coming on tonight. Like, I... You know, all those memorable, you know, moments and see, I'm I'm unfortunate. I get I didn't get to live through the Attitude Era. I'm only born in 2002. So I lived through the Ruthless Aggression Era, which I mean, I think my, me personally, I've obviously I've watched all the Attitude Era. I've watched the Golden Era. I've watched all the eras. But to me, the Ruthless Aggression Era is was just it was very, very perfect until the end it, until the end when like the whole thing happened with benoit and like the late 2007 or 2008 when wwe really started to change the pg that's when i kind of like didn't yeah, really kind of fizzled out kind of it's not that i did that i still watch it every day it's just it, it just didn't hit the same as like you said watching it when you're 13 14 mm. but those were the days, man. Those were the days. I wish I was alive for the Attitude Era. Dude, I'm sorry. I stopped watching it when I was like a freshman in high school, and that was like 08. I started my freshman year. I think it was, was it? It was October. Yeah, October 2008. Was I a freshman? <laughs> yeah, October 2008. I was a freshman. And I remember I stopped watching it, and then I watched it again in like 2013, like 2014. Yeah, I remember I took a break. I want to say I was in eighth grade. I stopped taking a break from it, uh, like like literally just like you, freshman year. And I remember going through Instagram, and it was WrestleMania 34. I think I the last time I watched uh WWE was the Mania 33. So when 34, it was WrestleMania 34 was in uh, Louisiana and in, in New Orleans. That was a good um, one. Yeah, that was a good one. And I remember like watching the the they used to do the 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 kickoff shows for free on YouTube before mm-hmm. the actual show. So I was watching it. And I was like, oh, like I wasn't familiar who Oscar was. I wasn't familiar with any of the storylines because I haven't watched it in like maybe a year. And I bought the pay per view and started watching it again ever since WrestleMania mm-hmm. 34 heavy. And I'm here now talking with Anthony on the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. Boom! I'm glad you're here with me. Well. As we discover more about our uh, entrance into WWE, let's talk about this episode of Monday Night Raw live, as you said earlier, on November 28th in Norfolk, Virginia. And the Bloodline arrive backstage to open up the show. Of course, they don't have Roman or Paul with them. But, you know, that's not really a surprise not seeing Roman on TV. Pretty normal. How are you feeling about the Bloodline? War game just ended. They're strong. How you feeling? 
Um, I'm feeling like they're the hottest thing in pro wrestling right now. So to kick off Monday Night Raw after War Games, they just want the main event at War Games, possibly the biggest men match of the year. So to kick them off, opening segment was very, very good. They're the hottest thing in professional wrestling. And it, and uh, they're having a segment later on in the show. So it's just a good buildup. Good to see what happens later on in the show. Really, really makes me want to watch. Bloodline. Yeah, I was excited to see them, you know. Interesting way to start Raw, and I was happy to see they didn't start off Raw. I was happy that they showed them, and uh, they let Becky Lynch actually do those honors. Becky comes out, and she says, it feels good to be back. She gets in the crowd with the fans, and she says, after four months, now that I am back, I'm ready to jump off cages and take care of business. In the time that I've been gone, the industry has changed, and I can't wait to slap the hell out of everyone who gets in my way. And that's when Bailey comes down with damage control. Um, well, she doesn't come out with damage control. She comes out on her own. And she says, when I saw you come out, I thought you returned and felt humble. But then you go on and on about putting your body on the line for these people. She says, I do that. I get no respect for everything I was doing the last four months. You idiots have no appreciation for your role model. Becky was these people don't appreciate you because you're a loser, which is true. I mean, she loses a lot. Um, if you want to fight, I'll come down and we can fight. Um, that's when damage control attack Becky through the crowd and into the backstage area. Becky, Bailey, damage control, they fight through the merchandise area. A bunch of like the fucking like the merchandise wall of t-shirts fall. Imagine down, like... going, hey, um, before the <laughs> I know Becky Lynch is going to start the show. Hey, I'm just going to go get a, maybe like a t-shirt or something. And then you just see them. Oh, they're going through the crowd. <laughs> Dude, I would have stopped what I was doing. And be like, oh, shit. No, so guards separ separate them. What did you think of this opener? I thought it was a really good one. I was, you know, I enjoyed it. It was different. We don't often see this type of thing to start raw. But especially with the women. What did you think? Like you just said, great. I'm going to jump on what you just said. Great way to start the show. Um, you can't. This is something you can't do often. Uh, you can't really do that much crowd interaction every show just because you, you don't know what the fan – like, for example, Bobby was cool, but the, the other dude – that uh, Becky Lynch was with. He was a little. Oh, I forgot. I didn't talk about Bobby in the. Oh my god. That's all right. So it. Becky Lynch go, starts the show and she goes up and she says hi to Bobby. Bobby. The crowd starts chanting Bobby. Bobby. I know this is probably the best day of Bobby's life. Fun fact, in case anyone didn't know, Bobby bought that ticket at the show an hour before the show started at the ticket box. It was one of the only seats in the house available. So for him to get a last minute ticket and for that to happen, man, I I can't imagine get your last minute ticket, folks. I can't imagine that. But um, so yeah, crowd starts chanting Bobby. Bailey comes out, says Bobby sucks. Becky Lynch says Bobby doesn't suck. Um, like I said, really, really cool that especially the women are interacting with the crowd. I'm just so happy to see that Becky Lynch is back. Um She's been on top of the Raw Women's roster for quite some time, especially ever since, you know, her winning the Rumble, her winning the main event at WrestleMania versus Rousey and Flair. Um, so it's just good to see her back. I missed her promos. I miss her in-ring matches. She's such a good worker. She has good chemistry with the entire Raw Women's locker room. So I'm excited to see what 
she's going to do. Hopefully she wins the Rumble. If she doesn't, I'm excited to see what she's going to do at WrestleMania. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Becky Lynch back. You're right, man. I forgot about the Rumble coming up. Uh, Becky could be a, uh early contender for being a winner. Uh, I don't disagree with that. What do you think, though, uh, is going to be next? Like, do you think it's going to... We're going to see Bailey and Becky continue. Do you think Becky's going to get some help? Because it looks like, and we'll talk about this later on, it looks like the, the teaming of Belair, Bliss, and Asuka is going to split soon. Um, so who's going to help her take out? I mean, we know on SmackDown, which we will talk about soon, we saw help, you know, the odds were evened up. But it looks like damage control got sort of, she didn't, they didn't get the best of Becky, but... No, Who wants yeah. to constantly get attack three on one. Well, my thing is, I think I don't. I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I don't know how that's going to play out because I think that it's going to. They're going to set up Bel Air versus Bailey at the Rumble. Um, usually they like to have title matches at the Rumble. Um, I truly think we'll see how it plays out. Maybe we'll <laughs> see Bel Air and Becky team up against Damage Control for something. But I would, I would just like to see Bailey, or I'm sorry, excuse me. I would like to see more of Becky Lynch focus on the Rumble, and I would like to see Bailey take the title off Belair at the Rumble. Becky wins the Rumble, maybe it sets up Bailey versus Becky at Rain Mania. I could be obviously way wrong, but that's just my personal view on how I would like to see Becky Lynch move on forward. Respect it. My only thing is. For me, like, I don't think Bailey deserves a title shot now because she kept losing. So they're going to have to really prove her getting a title shot for me to really want to. Root no, I absolutely agree with that. Shin, As I choked to that. No, and like you said, I, I don't know if she deserves it really, too, because she has only been back for a couple time, a short amount of time. But since she's so involved with Bianca Belair in the storyline, I just feel like maybe it's right. I'm not saying she should win the title, yeah. maybe, but since the storyline is right, I feel like maybe it sets up. It should set up uh, Bailey versus Belair. One final time, please. We've been doing this shit for two years now, Christian. All right, but you know what? I'll watch it. You know, I just would hate for B Bailey to win because then it's like, why did you have her lose so many times if you're going to set up to have her win? No, yeah. But it's all right. Let's talk about the first match of the night, though. Mia Yim, come, Mia Yim sorry, comes out alone to take on Rhea Ripley, who has Dominic Mysterio with her to protect her, maybe. And Rhea's in control to start. Mia applies a tarantula. Mia then nails a dropkick into the corner and then tornado DDT and gets a two count. Dominic distracts Mia, which then Mia pulls Dominic into the ring. AJ attacks, AJ Styles comes out and attacks Dominic. Judgment Day run out and attack, but then the OC clear the ring. And AJ Styles takes the mic and said, I thought this was over at Survivor Series, but I was wrong. It's going to end tonight, the Judgment Day versus the OC. So Mia versus Rhea sets up this six-person tag match. What did you think of the singles match to start? I mean, it was okay, but... Um, how do you feel about it, the rivalry continuing? No, I agree. So I'm going to be honest. I thought the rivalry was going to be over at War Games as well. But I see why it's not just because I, we haven't seen we haven't seen an OC versus Judgment Day match 
Um, but the singles match was okay. Um, I'm happy to see uh, Mia Yim back in WWE. Um, you know, she does a lot more striking, a lot more offense. You know, Rhea Ripley was showing more of her strong side, what she can do on the strong side. Um, I had a feeling the match wasn't going to end clean. Um, just because, like I, like I said, there's, there's, there's history. There's, they're in a big rivalry right now. Um, but I'm finally happy we've been getting, we're going to get this match because I feel like it, it's been built, it's been meant to happen for so long. Um, but it could have been better. Um, Balor and Ripley losing at Survivor Series. So they're trying to get a win here and them getting the win here is them getting their revenge. So I think it, it could have been better. I'm hoping we get another match, one final match. I don't know where, but I'm hoping we get one final match because that, although that match was good, it it it, it could be better, and especially how long they've been building up the storyline. And it's it, and me personally, I think it's such a good storyline. I just don't want it to see it end the way it ended this past Monday night. Yeah, well, I mean, the way it ended this past Monday night, we don't have to go into too much detail. Um. Mia, you know, ends up body slamming Finn Balor, and uh, that was sick, man. That was cool. Um, she goes to grab Dominic, but then Rhea Ripley kicks Mia's leg and nails the Riptide. I feel like I agree with you, but like I agree with you because I don't think if this is the final match, the right person made the pin right pinfall. Like it should have been either AJ or Balor. So it's kind of like you know, yes. I, I get Mia and Rhea don't like each other, but. Uh, it seems like Balor and Styles have more bad blood, so I'd rather have seen it end with one of them getting the pinfall. It's like kind of like a cowardly's way out of ending this to make sure no one gets like a like a loss because AJ, you know, can't really have a loss and Balor can't really have a loss. I think at this point, so no, I agree. But I do agree with you. Like they should have. If this is going to be the end, they should have made it like you know, even if like Rhea helped them get the win with it. It should have been Balor to get the pinfall. Absolutely, but it was still a good finish, though. Yeah, I just hope that I just and it's not, but I hope that that's not the the end of the story because they need to have one good match, and like you said, it has to be either Balor pinning AJ or AJ pinning Balor. Yeah, or they're gonna have to do some kind of thing where like the members can't get involved, or something Something. needs to happen where it's like this is the final. Well. Moving on, we see the Street Profits return. I was happy to see. I'm them happy back. to see Montez back, man. They're the bomb. Even Angelo Dawkins, though, I wasn't excited to see him, but he was pulling out some impressive moves in his match later on. See, I feel like they don't know what to do with Angelo Dawkins without Montez Ford because Angelo Dawkins, they could have maybe used him as a singles, or they yeah. could have done something with him while Ford was out of action. But and and, and I agree, like I don't know what you could do with Angelo Dawkins without Ford Montez Ford. He's he's not interesting to me without Montez Ford. I don't I don't, I, I think it goes vice versa because I know people say Montez Ford would make a very good singles competitor, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I also think Angelo Dawkins can make a good singles competitor, but. You could have the in-ring talent, but you need a character. I personally don't think either of them have enough character or have enough of, you know, something to get the fans going to Mm -hmm. be a singles competitor. I feel like they have that more together. But I feel like Ford has more that than Dawkins. But they need to be together for them too. And they're one of the best. With the tag team division kind of being rocky, you know, with the Usos holding the championship for as long as they have, for them to be back in the – in the tag team division, it's it's good. I'm happy to see the Street Profits back. 
if Dawkins were to be singles, he'd have to be a really tough heel. Um, kind of like a not exactly, but kind of like a Keith Lee, where like you know, no, yeah, powerhouse shoulder blocks. Like, I just don't know what they do with them, man. I don't know what yeah. they do with them. I mean, you know, they could pull like a powerhouse Hobbs and make like I'm from the mean streets of da 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 da. You know, what maybe I mean? they could do a feud with Ford, but I don't. If they like, nah, let's say, I don't want to see that. They do that. I don't want to say. I don't know. I I completely agree, but my thing is, I I. Genuinely don't know what else I would be interested in. I mean, maybe in. Dawkins can be like, listen, like 40 or my like maybe they could do a storyline where like Dawkins has to split with Ford now because kind of like New Day, where it's like they take a break from each other for a little bit so he can focus on like for example, like let's say Montez and Bianca are in a storyline and Bianca gets beat up, but none of this ever happened. But inadvertently another dude hurts Bianca. That's personal for Montez, so he's like, "Listen, we're a tag team, but I gotta handle business for my wife." No, I that would be really that. cool to see. And then maybe Dawkins, in a way, can sort of because Montez Ford kind of already build this singles character. Like we can see him as that. Right. We don't see that with Dawkins yet because, like you said, when they could have used them, they didn't. So I think if they maybe, um. Sort of like even Madcap Moss. Like Madcap Moss doesn't really have a personality, but the more you give him us, like the more we see of him, not that you like him, but you get used to him and you're no, kind of, yeah. That's kind of like Alpha Academy. At first I didn't like them. But now I think they're a really good heel tag team and they're like important to the division, I think. Um, but I don't know. I, I do agree though. Star power wise, Montez Ford definitely is the one to go. But you know. Look at the shield. Each one of those guys made something of themselves. Yep, so I mean, you I never agree. know. Let's move on. I'm happy to see the Street Profits. I'm happy to see this group, though. The Bloodline come out. And um, Jay grabs the mic. And Jay says, on Saturday, we went through war at War Games. Duh. We the ones. And who was it? Solo threw the one symbol at you, right? Yeah. So uh, when I sat Monday Night Raw... Um, I said, yo, Solo, we the ones. And he kind of like did it low-key. Low key. He went, he does it sometimes. You notice he does it sometimes. But And I'll get into it. But he just, he's more. We're going to talk about Solo and that attitude a little bit. Oh, yeah. There, there's some something going on there. So you got a first-hand account of Solo. He's a big dude, right? He looks- oh, my God. In person, he, oh, my God. He's so big. So they all are. But, like. Jimmy or excuse me, Jay is tall in person. Mm-hmm. Like I really got the good view. He is tall in person. Solo, he's just big. He big, is yeah. so, And I've seen Umaga live as a kid, and it really reminded me of him. Like I know I, I see it on TV, but in person, I was like, Damn. I saw a really good Facebook post um that had me smiling because I'm such like a stupid wrestling nerd. It's like, oh yeah, wow, yeah, me I would me wrong if that happened. Um. So basically, uh, it was something that said, like, the elder sent him, and it's a picture of The Rock. So the storyline is that, like, if The Rock was like, yo, infiltrate the system, I'm going to send you to fuck up, you know, Roman's thing. And that's why Solo's been standing there kind of like, I mean, I don't know about that. It was just thrown out. I just thought it was, like, interesting. Like, if that, I I could see that. That would be interesting. Because then it's like, all right, you have someone representing The Rock. 
it would make sense because you know their history. So it doesn't get along with Roman outside of their, I mean, for all, they didn't speak for 20 something years. Um, you know, so it would make sense if the rock were to be like, you know what? Like we got to team up little brother or not little brother. But you know what I mean? Like little guys, yeah, like no, I completely let's do this and let's bring down this group. You know, you haven't liked Roman for years. Let's that's do it. I think that's why I think Solo's going to be the one to turn on. Yeah. Oh, dude, you are 100% correct on that. Just based on Raw and SmackDown this past week. We'll, yep. let's about it. So um, Jimmy says there are no cracks in the bloodline. Kevin Owens is mad back there because Sammy is not his dog. He's our dog. Sammy says for the past six months, Jimmy, you've been down since day one. Jay, I know most of the time you didn't trust or like me. But the way you accepted me into this family, the way you embraced me, that was Usi. As I fall back in my fucking chair, do you see that? Do you see me slowly moving backwards? I heard it too. I heard the. T- it's like a lounge chair, so like it moves back. Oh no, I do that too. I like to lean back. I have a really bad uh, habit of leaning back on my chair. I'm not trying to. I'm trying. No, to I don't try to either. It's just a bad habit. My- Belt, the things I do for this, um, like put my body on the line to defend it every fucking Monday and Friday. Okay, moving on. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so he's like, you embraced me. That was very oozy. Uh, any bloodline business we have to handle, we are on the same page. Sam Lehuzo's hug, and they call Solo to hug, and Solo's looking like. Like, he's about to say something, maybe he's looking like, I don't want to hug you guys, and that's when Kevin Owens comes out, and uh, Sammy says, stop right there, before you do something stupid, um, Kevin interrupts and says, I'm out here to tell you, I totally get it, how many times have I turned on you, I'm not mad at you, he says, Kevin says, I can't blame you, since Saturday, I can't help but think for 20 years, our careers have been linked, but after Saturday, I'm done. Uh, he says, I don't want anything to do with you. Uh, Sam is like, I feel exactly the same. I don't need you anymore. I have family now. Kevin says, I'm happy for you. Finally, everyone can see how great Sammy is. To see you get that recognition, I love it. Um, Kevin says, it doesn't matter how many times they call you family. You're not their real blood, and you never will be, which is a true fact. I mean, It is a true fact. You know, you can be friends with someone as much as you want, but um, so then Jay's like, he's mad because Kevin didn't get, doesn't have any family around him. If you got a problem with Sammy, you got a problem with main event Jay Uso. And Kevin says, why don't you and I meet up in the ring tonight? And it is set up. So what do you think of this story right now being that they're all together? There's no cracks. Sammy is good. What do you think is going to happen? So before I get into what I think is going to happen, I just want to talk a little bit about the promo itself because I think it was very – it was interesting. And there's two things I just want to talk about real quick before yep. Go ahead. I think – I talk about what I think is going to happen next. But one, I think it's very interesting to see to see Jey Uso finally embrace Sami Zayn as family and to also see him defend Sami Zayn against Sami Zayn's longtime best friend Kevin Owens. Another thing that I really thought interesting to me was Kevin Owens coming out saying how he was done with Sammy, but he's also happy for him at the same time 
Because we know at some point the bloodline is going to split up. And I will get into that. Um, and I have it down. Oh, okay. So I know we all know the bloodline is going to split up eventually. Mm -hmm. But we also know Kevin Owens will be involved in that split up. It's either going to be – there's talks right now where he's either going to fight Roman or he's going to you reunite with Sami Zayn and take on the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team uh, titles. So mm -hmm. how maybe – the way Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to you reunite is going to be the most interesting thing because they just – and I think they will be because they just said they're done with each other. They want nothing to do with each other. But when the blood – let's say the bloodline turns on Sami Zayn. I feel like maybe Sami Zayn's going to need to turn to Kevin Owens. Hey, I'm sorry. Let's team up. Take on the Usos. But if I'm being honest, what I think is going to happen with the bloodline is Solo Sokoa will turn on the bloodline. And the reason for that being is if you ever notice Solo coming out, he, he doesn't put the ones up. You know, he, he – him and Roman don't never really got along outside of the WWE. They made a point to tell us that too. That's important to think about too. They're not going to tell us stuff if they don't want us to know. So go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so they never got along uh, with each other outside WWE. Um, you know, Solo's more younger than the Usos and Roman Reigns. So when the so Usos and that's cut you off. What's funny is no. So go ahead. Those my age and my brother oh, really? those age, so it's an exact like no way. Yeah, it's an okay, exact that's cool. Difference. But, so yeah. it's eight years. So go no, ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. So mm -hmm. Roman is about the same age as the Usos, and the Usos are way younger than Solo. So growing up, it was more the Usos are always hanging out with Roman, and Solo really has nothing to do with that. So one thing I could see happening is you know Solo turning on. Roman Reigns and you know maybe the the Usos being like that's our tribal chief that's our tribal chief and maybe Solo Sokolo saying he's your guys' tribal chief he was never my tribal chief we I never we've never got along outside we've like you never talked to me you always hung out with my brothers I feel like they can put some real personal mm -hmm. uh facts about you know Roman Reigns and Solo outside of WWE to put that in a storyline but the only problem I see with Solo turning uh, on the bloodline is what what wh what's Sammy gonna do? Are they gonna turn on Sammy? Is Sammy gonna turn on them with Solo? I think that that's the only thing I don't know what could happen if Solo, because the whole everyone expects that you know the bloodline's gonna turn on Sammy and then blah yeah. blah blah. But if you really pay attention to Solo, he is very important in all this because mm -hmm. he doesn't say anything and if you just tell there. if you watch him by his just his face it, it's so important the only thing that i wonder and i get they're probably not gonna explain it is i just wish that like i i get it for storyline purposes he needs to help out roman but it is going to be a little hard hearing like i never liked you but i helped you win the title Unless he has a good reason, which is like maybe like I'm working for someone else. I'm like there has to be a reason that if you hate someone that much, there has to be an ulterior, which please, is yeah. why if they do it good, and I'm jumping ahead because I'm talking about SmackDown. No, go ahead. Solo still helps them out. Yep. And at least it would like make sense with like, okay, like he hasn't changed. Like he helped out Roman. 
he helped Joseph out. Runs up on SmackDown, so yeah. But like, just because he helps him out doesn't mean that he can't still be like, you know, I've had enough. I honestly think this is gonna be a civil war situation where it's gonna be like Rock gotta, is the yeah. one pick a side, and I think it's gonna end up being like. Or my other theory is that the bloodline's never gonna split up. And what's gonna happen is they're gonna, like I said, with the new day sort of go their own way, do their own thing. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they do have to break up. I get that, but like they are just making mad money off of this whole Usi thing right now. And they I trademarked really, Usi. Yeah, and I just I don't see that. Which I don't blame them. Shit. Yeah, I would do the same thing. But that means they would have to write us out for like what like four more months they're not gonna if you're trademarking stuff if you're making you know there's it's gonna be longer so i have how a much, feeling how much money do you think wwe's shop has made off Usi shirts and oh shirts so much and that's just because we live in a society where like everyone does whatever is popular right i mean I don't find the Uzi like Dory finds it funny. I don't find. I it found funny. it funny the very, very first time I was watching the episode Life when Sami yeah. Zayn said, "When Sami Zayn said it, I thought it was very, very funny." But uh, I like we talked about this uh, off air. I do. Oh no, we did talk about it on air. I kind of do think maybe sometimes they fake the whole, you know, breaking character thing. Yep. Because then that makes you a part of it. That makes you, oh, I'm like them. We're all laughing at the same thing. We all find this funny. And you want to be like a wrestler, right? Yeah. Like you're all inside the same joke, right? You know, that's why we like Matt Riddle. You know, when he talks about banging the bong, like, you know, like hitting the bong. Like, yeah. we all get that inside joke. It's yeah. part of it. Um, So I get why they do that. I want to talk about something really quick before we go on our first break. Candice LeRae is backstage. And she's being interviewed about fighting Dakota Kai. I did not see this until I saw this on Facebook. If you pay close attention in the back of Candace, Nikki Cross is watching her. And Nikki Cross even posted this on Instagram. It's in the back. It's a freeze frame. She's in the back, like sitting on like some. Really? Like, yeah, she's sitting on um, like look on Nikki Cross's Instagram. If you go on her Instagram, you'll see the actual shot of Candace being interviewed and Nikki actually points, like, has an arrow pointing to her, and it shows her. So they're doing some kind of angle where Nikki is uh, stalking or, or or going after Candace in some way, shape, or form. Um, check that out quick, because it is kind of interesting. I didn't see it until a fan mentioned, said something about it, and then I was like, all right, let me create. I don't know if you can hear it playing in the background, but... She's in the back. She's right behind a yellow, a yellow thing. Yeah, yep, that's it. Yep. So I mean, what are they doing with that? You know. Oh, there she is. Yeah. There she is. <laughs> oh my god! I never, I didn't even notice that. That's why, you like, this era is so recording. cool. Oh. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Christian and I were just very excited about Nikki Cross being behind the scenes and uh, our good friend Shirley, who does the uh, the recording for us here on Zoom, 
decided to cut us off so rudely. I hate uh, when she does that. She it's like she never wants to hear us talk about what we have to say, and it's very girly. She reminds me of an angry ex-wife. She reminds me of an angry Siri. Yeah, angry Siri. That's a good. She's worse than an ex-wife. She's an angry Siri. Fun fact. Um. Okay, so let's just dive right back into just what we were talking about as I display my title. Um. Nikki Cross, what's that all about? Who knows? Do you think she wants to, like, work with Candace? Do you think she, you know, is wants to attack her? What does Candace have that Nikki Cross wants? wants? That's Johnny I, I, Gargano. I, I want your child. I'm um, like Rumpel Stilskin. I I don't I don't know maybe maybe it could do be with something about you know Damage Control last month attacked Candace LeRae so maybe yeah. that could just be Nikki Cross you know doing her part on her role in Damage Control I don't know very yeah, I, I very, don't think she is she an official member of Damage Control now I don't know she's I don't think she is she just was on the team yeah okay. but she hang yeah so I I don't I don't know because. We I just figured that out on air, so I I have no idea what that was about. about. I really have to think about it because I just figured that out. I didn't not even notice that she was recording. Totally cool, man. Totally cruel. Cool. Did I say cruel? Totally cool. Um, Yeah, that's the it's we're we're the uncensored pro wrestling. Yeah, we fuck up sometimes. It's okay. Well, we have our tag match: the Street Profits taking on Alpha Academy, and um. And Elias and Riddle talk backstage. And pretty much the, the Usos say whenever they want to match, they'll defeat Elias and Matt Riddle. So we find out later on that on Raw, it will be Elias and Matt Riddle challenging for the Undisputed Tag Titles against the champions, the Usos, this Monday on Raw. But let's talk about the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Uh, Dawkins has a really cool modified clothesline slash slam. Otis accidentally runs into the post shoulder first. Dawkins with a spinning splash and silence started Gable. Otis breaks it up. Montez Ford body slams Otis and nails a frog splash on Gable to get the three count win. Not much to talk about here. Just a you know a decent tag match to see the return of the Street Profits. But what did you think? They looked really good. Yes, sir. Uh, like you said, not much to say. Good match, bad crowd. And I will talk yeah. more about the crowd later throughout the show. But good match, bad crowd. Um, good to see Ford back at, in action after two months. Um, you know, it was very entertaining to see just because the Street Profits and Alpha Academy have worked together so much this mm-hmm. year. So their chemistry is off the roof. I think Chad Gable does very, very good matches, but always loses his matches. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe he's just there to, you know, Put some put some guys over, but they need to. I feel like they need to maybe do something a little more with Gable because he puts really good matches. Same thing with Otis. Otis puts good matches, but there's not much to say. Good match, bad crowd. Um, you know when you're working with the when two teams work together all year, it's always going to be a good match no matter how much you always see it. So, I wish with crowd would have been a little better, but. Good match between good tag teams. Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, I really enjoyed it at home. Um, sometimes the crowds just, you know, sometimes shows can be a bit too long. And I know, like, we're just, like, we're not really, like, deep into the show, but I don't know. We're probably already an hour and a half already at this point, and the rest of the show is kind of bleh. Yeah. 
Well, we have our new WWE United States champion, Austin Theory. He's just like me, man. You know, winning the title. A-Town Down. A-Town Down, winning the title again. You know. Uh, let's I, take I a selfie. My man let's take, a, let's oh, take a, a selfie. selfie. Okay, cool. I'm just trying to take yeah. a nice selfie. Dude, we, we, we kill it with the selfies. All right, so there he comes out, and he says, all of you wanted to hold me down. You said that kid looks stupid. Well, who looks stupid now? There he says, I beat Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley at the same damn time. I'm no longer the next big that. Which I thought was funny because... I feel like he kind of got in trouble for saying the next big thing because that was Brock Lesnar's gimmick. Yeah. And he's the next big that. And I'm like, is the, the what does that mean? <laughs> the next big that. Like, okay. Um, there he says, I am now and forever the face of WWE Raw. Since day one, everyone had a problem with me because everyone wants to be Austin Theory. I'm unescapable. Um, and the Austin Theory era begins now. Uh, that's when Seth Rollins comes out and Theory says, what happens when the younger guy makes you look like the past? And Rollins says, you know, deep down, Monday nights belong to me. Congratulations, kid. Uh, Seth says, oh, what? You don't like being called kid? He says, that's fine. If you want to fight me, we can do it right here. Give me your best shot, kid. Theory looks pissed. And Theory says, I'll fight you, but on the champ's time. And I'm not your damn kid. And Theory leaves. We talked about this a little bit about Theory sort of being kind of cowardly. Um, but I guess I can ask you this question. So you kind of talked about the cowardliness of theory. Do you think, um, like, what do you think, how long do you think theory will be champion? Do you think he's going to defend the title for a while? Or do you think theory is going to be champion till Romania and then someone will beat him? Cause I think um, he'll have a good feud with Rollins up until that point. No, exactly. I'm hoping he has a good feud with, I wrote down, I hope he has a good feud with Rollins until the Royal Rumble because you know, with Vince's character, when Vince was in charge, they really, like I, I talked about this during the War Games episode, they really made his character kind of the selfie gimmick. No one wanted it. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was really corny. Triple H is letting Theory use more of him inside his character. His confidence has grown up so much since Triple H has taken over. He looks so good. The fans are so interested in this story. Seth gets in his head this was a really good way for seth to get in his head i this is such a good story i i don't want them to save this for the rumble i want them to save this for mania maybe they could do something between maybe they could do a match at the rumble and another match at mania i don't know they need to save the match for mania and the storyline at mania get bobby lashley out of the picture Mania needs to be where this match goes down because besides the whole bloodline thing on Monday Night Raw, I think the Seth Rollins and Austin Theory thing is the second hottest thing on Monday Night Raw. You know what I would like to see? This can be really random. I would like to see. I know you want Rollins and Theory would be a great match at Mania, but I would like to see like a like um a Theory versus like a Ricochet or like versus a Santos Escobar because. I know, not random, maybe not those exact people. But no, in that, I, I'm in I, that in that vein in the sense of that like 
I want to see two guys who wouldn't get a WrestleMania spot get a WrestleMania spot for a title that isn't often used, right? Yes. So maybe last year Ricochet was the Intercontinental Champion. He didn't even defend it at Mania. Yeah. So like, even if it's not like like even if it's like a Guther, like a Nakamura, like you know, like right now, like for the U.S. title, I think the champion who is the oh, I think it's. No, because the oh, it's Johnny Gargano, and in my storyline, Gargano is taking on um, oh god, Chad Gable at the pay per view. Uh-huh. Um, Chad Gable is kind of like an American hero, kinda, and raw and whatever. So, anyways, I just want to see someone. Maybe a Chad Gable could get like a WrestleMania opportunity. I mean, he could go singles, and you know, I just want to see new people. No, yeah, shots. I think Rollins needs to be a main event guy, and I get it right now. This is the main event title on Raw, and I feel like I don't know. I just don't think it it it's holding up because it's never been looked at. Like the U.S. title has never been looked at as a main event title. Neither kind of title, sure. Whereas U.S. So for me, it's hard to really look at that and be like, okay, this is one of the main events of Mania, but. Storyline wise, it could be, but I just think Rollins has a bigger opponent than Theory at Mania. I would hope. I do like Theory, and I do think you want to build him to be that big guy. But I don't think he's the next big that just yet. I think by next Mania, not this year, but the year after, by twenty twenty four, maybe we can have Theory possibly main event or be. But I just don't think he is ready right now. But that's not to say I don't want to see a good U.S. title match take place at Mania. But, no, I completely, I completely agree. Um, the only problem is all those guys you mentioned are sadly on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, so besides Rollins I, on Raw, I don't, I don't really know how else you could. Use Unless they do a draft because, before, right? Because, I mean, you could. I just hate the draft. They, I hate the draft, but with the thing about like the United States Championship match is they, I feel like they could use some guys to like Gargano, for example. They're using Gargano with the whole Miz and Loomis situation when he would be a perfect competitor to fight Theory at Mania. He's mm. he's had done some, you know, he's had his NSC days main event in some really really good matches, but he's well, never had his WrestleMania moment. He's never. We had can't a- forget. You're right though, dude, because we can't forget. Didn't he? Um, you just reminded me. Didn't um. Gargano kind of feud with Theory when he first came back. Yes, they could go back to that. So I think Gargano. I hope Gargano. But for now, and another thing is, I don't know. I don't know who else Seth could have an opponent against. I mean, maybe Roman, but it wouldn't make sense because you know the whole storyline. He's not involved in the storyline. Who don't say Cody Rhodes. That's what I was gonna say. I don't want to see it for the fourth. Time. I know you don't, but it's like the same thing. Like, um, you know, it's almost like the New Day versus the Usos. Like you said earlier, if people fight and they have maybe good chemistry, Wrestle- maybe a WrestleMania Part Two where Rollins knows he's fighting Cody Rhodes this time. Maybe, yeah, because I think I really like your idea of Gargano versus Theory because I could totally see Gargano being like, "Dude, I've watched from the sidelines, and you've always been nothing but a kid to me. You're actually oh, yeah. my son. You called me daddy at one point. You are a kid." And exactly. then that'd be like, yo, what? And then sets off. I would love if, to you see know, Because that. that's what I kind of want to see, too. I kind of want to see them start using NXT rivalries, too. 
you know, we're not stupid. We know who's with who. You know, when we see Gargano and Champa come back together, we're all going to go hard. You know, like, we're not dumb. So I feel like if they were to do, like, oh, shit, like, they had history in NXT, now they're bringing it to Mania. I mean, that's I hope, what... I hope Triple H knows that because he... Triple H, and I, I, I know, like, it... It really gets me like I don't want to say upset, but like it looks oh like why don't you do it like why don't you do it Big Triple H you literally are the reason why all these guys are successful, he is the reason, Champa and Gargano had their moments he's the reason why Dakota Kai, Io Sky he's the reason why Ripley Bianca Belair every person on the roster Triple H is responsible for you know their in my opinion their success on NXT through the main roster so. I'm hoping Triple H does maybe like a Gargano versus, you know, Gargano yeah. wins the U.S. championship and then fights Champa because Champa's been booked like absolute dog shit since mm. he's been moved up to the main roster. Absolute dog shit since he's been moved up to the main roster. So I mean, look at Shayna Baszler on SmackDown now. I mean, it's only one week, but I mean, look, she's been competing in singles matches for like five weeks on SmackDown. When's the last time we saw that? So you know, it could yeah. happen. You know. I, I think you mentioned it that Shayna was sort of one of Triple H's girls. So I mean, she was Triple H's girl for like a whole year and a half when she was champion. She had that really good. She had two really good uh, NXT Women's Championship runs. She had some really good pay per view matches against Kyrie Sane against mm -hmm. some really really good people. So yeah, like I Champa's definitely a freaking Triple and H she guy. has history with Dakota Kai. I mean, if they want to go back, they could say they could. You know, yes. She fucking, I made you not want to compete in the War Games match. Like, I scared you. Remember, she did the whole gimmick where Dakota was afraid I of her. Think, and Yeah, you know? I sadly think she's going to, well, not sadly because it's, I feel like it's going to be well-deserved, but I think she's finally going to get her SmackDown Women's Championship opportunity. Against Ronda? I think Rumble. we, you know what I think we're going to see at Mania? I think we're going to get another, I think we're going to get Becky versus Ronda. And I know Maybe a lot Charlotte, of people. Charlotte, I might, that's yeah, my theory. Charlotte. I've seen that. See, and that, listen, I'm like, I know we're, we're going off the deep end here. Here's my problem. When Rhonda came back, and I said this before, why the fuck did she go after Charlotte? She had nothing to prove against Charlotte. No, Becky yeah, she had something. Beat her. Becky pinned you at WrestleMania. She's the one that made you lose your title, not Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte might have been the champion at the time when you came back, but so was Becky. Why didn't you go after Becky? Absolutely. And I think that they wanted to wait till they had a bigger WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. You know, I mean, the man versus the baddest woman on the planet. I mean, we've all been waiting. I'm hoping we get that least. match. We, they just got to do some kind of brand split or they got to do a draft or something. Or maybe just say fuck it and just do the match. Who knows? Or say, you know what? Both titles, they're not going to do it, but both titles on the line. One permanent. I'm I would just love for them to get rid of all the double, like, Raw Women's Champions, SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, we talked about champion. this on the Survivor Series episode, and I agree like, with you. But I get they need to focus other women to have a chance, but, like, yeah. they're not doing that. It's the same four people as champion every time. So, no, I don't yeah. know. I want to see Becky versus Ronda because we haven't seen a singles match between the two. We have not. I don't know. We've seen a single match between Charlotte and Ronda three times now, right? Survivor yep. Series. Survivor Series. Mania. And then Mania Backlash. Like, we've seen it. You've proved your point.
Charlotte might come back. Maybe that will happen. Maybe Charlotte will come back and beat Ronda. Ronda's fucking livid. And, you know, maybe she'll go. I mean, I doubt it, but maybe she'll go after Becky. Because I feel like Charlotte's going to be the one to come back and take the title from Ronda. Because... And I hope that's how I, I genuinely hope that happens. Like I said, on uh, it probably won't, but I hope it does. Because, like I said, uh, in the last episode we did in War Games, you know, I feel like Charlotte represents. I don't even feel like she just represents the SmackDown women's roster. I feel like she represents like the entire WWE women's roster, with the exception of you know Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte Flair, and I don't like her at all. But I gotta give her her fucking flowers yeah. because. And not just because her dad's the nature boy. Like, maybe, yes, that might have something to do with, you know, all her championship runs, you know, all her great matches and stuff. But she genuinely, you know, when she has the championship, she carries it with pride. She She's believable. Her, she's believable. She defends her championship. She doesn't let no one try to come take it from her. She's just a very overall good champion. So... As much as, you know, it gets boring seeing Charlotte Flair, you know, always win the SmackDown women's title. I hope if she does win the SmackDown women's title again, I hope she, you know, does more with it than she's done in the past. Because and maybe in the past, I feel like her last recent, excuse me, I feel like her last recent uh, SmackDown women title run was a little bit, you know, she fought, you know, some jobbers and like just beat the shit out of them, all of them. So I'm hoping with this SmackDown title reign, you know, she does more with it, maybe defend She could fight Shayna. Fight Shayna. Maybe she could defend it on Raw. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just hope she does more with it. But And I feel like she could be, be the one to do more with it than Ronda yep. Rousey. So I don't care how Ronda Rousey loses that Lose damn it. championship. I just hope she loses it at this point. If the SmackDown Charlotte Women's beats... Division is getting tough to watch. It is, man. But if 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 Ronda beats – if Charlotte beats Ronda, then you could easily say, Shayna, you beat my friend. I'm coming for you to defend my friend, and I'm coming for the title because I'm this mission magician. Your figure eight is nothing to my Carafuda clutch. Storyline like that. I mean, I don't know. I just, for me, I just really want to see Becky versus Ronda. So do whatever you, you it has to do. So we'll that, see, man. We'll and see. I do think we might see. Listen, we might get Bianca versus Bliss, you know, at Mania or at Rumble, you know. We'll talk about that later on, but let's move on. Um, we see the Miz backstage. He's pretending that his hand is hurt because he doesn't want to compete in this anything goes match. I love it. I mean, man. in the Miz, it's like, dude, just go out there and fight. I told him he had tiny balls and he got so pissed off. Dude, he has something to get Maurice, man. I wish I could be where her. I wish she was there, man. I would have. I oh, dude, um, that when I was in high school, like we'd be writing an Italian, like, who do you like? And I put Maurice or like, you know, like that was my like. I believe she's French Canadian. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like really different from the whole Italian. It's like really Dude, re- imagine. I it wonder. would be a multicultural event that would be of epic proportions. It would be like fucking um superstar showdown slash um, you know, it would be it would be intense. It would um, be really cool. It'd be cool. So uh the I think goes match does take place because Adam Pierce is like, you're lying. Uh, if Dexter gets the win, he gets a contract and the money back from The Miz. If The Miz wins, then Dexter Loomis is gone from WWE. Here are some quick notes from the match. Uh, Miz hits a DDT on Loomis, but Loomis sits up really quickly and scares The Miz. He, Dexter Loomis rams Miz's head many times into the LED board on the ring apron. Um, 
the two fight in the crowd. Loomis sends the Miz into a TV monitor. Loomis places the Miz on a table. He lands an elbow drop through the table. And it looks like Loomis actually hurt himself during that move. Um, Miz pulls off a turnbuckle pad and he sends Loomis into the exposed pad and rolls up Loomis with his feet on the ropes. Ref catches that and says, no, two count. And as I hold on to my title, because I almost dropped it. Uh, Sorry. The ending comes after Loomis applies a silencer on the Miz and the Miz taps. After the match, Loomis starts to hand out $100 bills to kids in the audience. But the Miz attacks Loomis, steals the money back. However, Gargano super kicks the Miz and hands the money back to the kids. Gargano is like Santa Claus. <coughs> he is helping Santa. out all of the kids. So what do you think of this match? We finally get to see Loomis versus the Miz. Did you think it delivered? And what did you think of the after effect? Um, I thought the match, you know, uh, I want to talk. I don't want to talk necessarily about. The, I will talk about the match, but first off, I want to talk about a little bit about Dexter because we haven't seen him in a while. This is one of his. Really, I think this is his first match since coming back yeah. to WWE. His yeah. matches are never good. No, they're not. They're, they're not. never I'm good. Never, no. Um, I feel like Dexter's character is so unique. I feel like it's never always about the matches. I feel like it's more with the storyline. Um, so for him to get his WWE contract finally, um, I I I'm just happy he's back. I hope they do more with the character, but I hope he gets more matches in because, like I just said, his matches were never good, even from his NXT days. Oh, 100%. They, 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 they're just, Cameron Grimes, I want to shoot myself. Never, they're just never good. So I'm hoping he has some good matches, but I, I love his character. It's so unique. Um, But the match was, the match was, you know, it was decent. Um, Not the, probably the worst match of the night, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, this ends everything. Um, hopefully Gargano can move on from this because he's not even involved in the whole freaking... He is, but this really should have been more of Dexter and the Miz's storyline. Gargano just kind of got involved. Um, the only problem with Loomis, though, I will say, is that his gimmick is going to become, like, I don't want to say boring, but repetitive. Yeah. Every wrestler he's going to fight is going to act like they're petrified of him. And it's going to be, if they're not smart about it, it's going to kind of become like Boogeyman-esque, where it's like, everyone's afraid, everyone's going to jump back when they see him and do yeah. And it worked with The Undertaker because The Undertaker was genuinely scary. Loomis is scary, don't get me wrong, but like... He doesn't do anything that makes it. Like Undertaker no. comes out of caskets, Boogeyman yeah. eats his worms. Like, Dexter doesn't do anything like that to make Yeah, him. he just steers. And, like, also, he has a sort of humorous side of him being with Index. Like, it's, like, it's hard with a character who's supposed to be, like, a murderer, yes. psychopath, choosing a profession of being a professional wrestler because it's not, I know wrestling's not believable, but, like, come on. A murderer is going to be able to control his his you know, tendencies for three seconds and not kill somebody, you know, it's like hard to really, and I get that's like, it, that's the whole point of it. And you would be scared. Of course you're going to be scared of right. a murderer coming to get you. But like, they haven't really shown him doing that to anybody. We, he just looks creepy. So like, they haven't shown him like dissecting a uh, animal or him like with like, you know, show no, us that so yeah. that we can see Okay, like they show shit with Bray, like you could show him like hurting a squirrel. Not that we would want to see that, but like you know, show him doing even if it's a fake animal, something to nope, make I us agree. understand 
why he's so like weird and why everyone's creeped out by him, you know? Absolutely. No, never explained it. They just show Dexter Loomis. He just does the weird eyes. You know, it's like, why, why? What's his story? I, I completely agree. And I, I, as much as I want his character more to develop, because the character is already unique, but he, like everything you just said could add on to his character, but I hope he has better matches because he's never had any good matches. His matches, I never want to watch his matches. He's not compelling enough because He's you not. again there's not enough reason to care about his stuff. Like, yeah, the Miz is probably why we all tuned in because we knew the Miz is gonna, you know, do something humorous or do something crazy. I feel like even the storyline, like at first, I was interested, like when the whole thing where it was like people showing up in the crowd, nobody knows who it is, stuff started to go wrong in the arena. Remember, stuff was just happening, and you're like, who is behind it? Right. It's Dexter Loomis because the Miz screwed him over with money. It just doesn't add up why you would want to attack the company instead of just one per yes, I agree. But no, I do, I I do. I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with Loomis, but I'm just kind of scared that he's gonna become and then they're gonna rebuild this character into something else, and it's gonna be it's just gonna be a whole freaking mess. Yep. But I'm happy he's back. Speaking of a mess, though, and this is completely different, Impact Wrestling likes to kill their wrestlers, don't they? Like, I was just looking at a list of wrestlers they've killed. Supposedly, they had uh, Kieran Cross have his Eddie Edwards, like, ate his skull or something. Yeah, huh. I, I didn't know that. But, I, you know, they just killed Eric Young, spoiler alert. Um, so I, I was confused that that they were going with with those storylines and impact mickey james got pushed in front of a train by uh james storm um i mean well those are probably more safer than freaking AEW because AEW man you see everyone actually getting hurt you know how many people they have injured dude they've had so many people injured it's like it's unsafe to work there it's like one like people don't there don't know how to wrestle like so yeah that's I don't get probably, why they're getting hurt yeah so that that shit's probably safer than over here yeah AEW. you're getting your face ripped off any and by uh, eddie edwards well at least you get scarlet with that so yeah. I, I would be okay with that let's move on uh we have our one half of the women's tag team champion dakota kai taking on candace loray you mentioned it earlier before war games damage control attacked and injured candace Candice is trying to get some revenge. Some quick notes here. Dakota lands a pump kick. Uh, Candice slams Dakota hard into the apron and nails a missile drop kick. Candice misses a moonsault. Um, and Kai nails a scorpion kick, and that gets a two. However, Candice gets the win after a twisting neck breaker off the top. Uh, and Candice gets a three count. So Candice LeRae proving that she's a great wrestler. They didn't use Nikki Cross in this match, so we still don't understand why she was backstage but i've been always been been a big fan of candace she's more of like a hardcore wrestler if you've seen some of her indie stuff and her nxt even her nxt NXT, like her fucking match against um i like this wasn't hardcore but her match against io shirai at um takeover uh, toronto they put on a hell of a match. So I've always yeah, been a big Candice fan. Yeah, sure. I always puts on a good match. He said they're both really good. Yeah. Dakota I don't Kai, really have much to say about this one. But I don't have much. Yeah, uh, like I was just about to say, I don't have much to say about this either, man. It's a good match between two good women. Um, Candice getting her win, you know, she gets some revenge, like I just mentioned, from Damage Control attacking her last month. 
um, you know, Kai gets, I feel like the code, I like watching Dakota Kai because she, her offense is, she likes to kick a lot. Um, I feel like that's always been, you know, more her thing, um, mm -hmm. even from her NXT days. So you see a lot of that. Uh, you see Candice LeRae going from the top rope, doing her thing. So not much to say about the match. Um, I think, I don't want to say it could have been better because I don't know if it could have been better. I think it was, it was just right. Um, but maybe, like you said about Nikki Cross, it definitely sets up uh, what's going to happen uh, because if it, if anything, Nikki Cross should have came out and yeah. during that match. So I don't know, but decent match. Uh, Candice gets the win. She gets her revenge. I'm hoping to see more of a Candice LeRae on TV because the crowd really wasn't, you know, I see why the crowd wasn't too much interested in this match because you know, Candace hasn't been on TV much. Mm. Um, so I know it's kind of hard to be like, oh, my God, yes, like she's finally here. And even when she debuted, the pop was kind of like still kind of a little lackluster, yeah. a little lackluster. So I don't know. We'll see what they do with her. But good match for somebody for Candice LeRae. Uh, she hasn't been on TV in a while. So it was a good match for her to come back to. I agree. Well, we then go to our last segment of the night. We have the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, Asuka and Alexa Bliss backstage. And um. As Alexa Bliss is standing, we can see the Bray Wyatt logo flash on the TV behind her. And uh, Bianca says, every plan that Damage Control had backfired. My girls came together and ended it at War Games. And as Bianca's talking, you if you watch Bliss, Bliss is looking at the title. And she's looking at it kind of like gaze, not like just sort of like in her own little world looking at the title. Um, and they ask her a question and Bliss sort of pops back into life and is like, oh yeah, she's like, Becky was a great addition. She goes, yeah, she made a great choice with Becky. So, you know, we're, they're not trying, you don't have to be an idiot, um, to see that Bliss is coming for the title. She's got something to do with Bray Wyatt, obviously. Uh, what are your quick thoughts on that? Quick thoughts, sir. Uh, I think they're going to do a little bit of a character change. You see how she's not really doing much of her, uh, her, you know, crazy doll gimmick, but she still brings the doll out. She still openly talks about it. So I think we're in for another uh, character change from Alexa Bliss. Maybe her uh, getting a title shot versus Bel Air. Maybe Bray Wyatt having something to do with her winning the title possibly i don't know it's interesting to see but um i think definitely we're gonna see another character change by alexa bliss for sure i want bliss as champion again she has been champion since 2018 no and she's been a really good champion she's always and been a good champion to watch i think her cashing in the money of the bank was my favorite alexa bliss moment she's always been good to watch my she's a really good heel really she good, is a good heel. heel she's 100 percent. but my problem is like i hate it when she became the bray wyatt character it, that's because... my exactly it just they didn't do anything. I I do if they make her sister Abigail, then I can respect it because I can get her name is Alexa Bliss Abby. Um, you know I I no I yeah I just don't see what they would do. It's been a long time since she was with Bray. That it's just kind of like what happened that you know that would make her want to be with him. I don't know, but they could do a whole sort of like possession thing where she can't really control it. We'll see, man. It's definitely an inch. It's it's been an interesting with the segments this 
episode of Monday Night Yeah, World. man. A lot of it is like sort of like attitude or inspired. You have to look in the background. You have to look for clues. You really have to look. And, it, and I'm le- I'm loving it, man. I'm really liking the new WWE. I don't want to say new WWE product because, you know, Triple H has been took over a little bit. It. Yeah, it, it's we're getting a new era coming up. And yes. I think we're I think we're now in the finally. In, I think War Games was the beginning of the new era we're coming into with Triple H. So I don't know. I'm very, very excited to see what they're going to do with the Alexa Bliss because I've always I've never been a fan of Alexa Bliss like obviously I'm a fan of her craft I'm a fan of her work because she plays her heel part specifically very very well but like I just don't like you know she she always I just don't like her character Alexa Bliss but um she's a very good worker so I'm hoping she does something heelish and we'll see we'll see see but I hope like I hope she has something heelish, but that the fans like her. He, like, I hope she kind of has like a Becky Lynch heel because I yeah. think Phyllis is badass in some and way. And she talks, she's really good with the crowd. Yeah. So she's I really just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll uh, see. Let's talk about our main event. We have half of the Undisputed Tacking Champions, Jay Uso with the Bloodline, taking on Kevin Owens. Uh, we talked about this. Kevin's not really your favorite, but I thought this was a decent main event. Just some quick notes. Kevin nails a senton to the outside. Um, KO goes for a swanton, but Jimmy gets his knees up. Jimmy, or I'm sorry, Jay gets his knees up. Jay sends Kevin hard into the post, and uh, Jay nails a running hip attack in the corner. KO nails a top rope neck breaker. What was interesting to me was that Jay delivered like four super kicks. <laughs> Kevin kicked out of all four of them, and uh, KO super kicks Jimmy. Solo ends up dropping KO, but KO ends up getting the stunner once on Jay, and he gets the pin. I feel like they made Jay look weak in that situation. That dude, like four super kicks couldn't hold down KO, but one stunner could drop Jay. So, what do you think about that? I think this was a good match, good main event, and a good finish. I think this was the best match of the night overall. Um, I think it's clear that Kevin Owens is going to challenge for either an undisputed title or a tag team championship with Sami Zayn in the future um because I feel like now we're going to start to see Kevin Owens have these matches where he's going against you know members of the bloodline or he's teaming up with other people to fight members of the bloodline um you know and I want to talk about Jey Uso a little bit because you know we've seen for the past two years we all know he's a tag team wrestler, but for the past two years, he's been a main event level type of singles competitor. From the from you know, he had his uh match with Roman, and it was freaking good. Like I I remember seeing like, oh, they're really gonna do Jey Uso for the for a Universal Championship opportunity, but no, he he killed the match. He's been really doing good with the the single stuff, and you remember Kevin Owens was the guy that. Jay Uso pinned to win the match at War Games. So mm-hmm. for Jay Uso to, or I'm sorry, for Kevin Owens to get his revenge, it was good for Kevin Owens to get his revenge. Yeah, I agree. I'm a, listen. Anytime KO is on the TV, I go hard because I'm a big KO fan. I just think that the Bloodline is a big group, and I don't want them to look weak at all. I know, it, you know, he got his revenge. It doesn't really make Jay Luke look weak because he won. Yeah, absolutely. Weak. But I do think that don't give him four super kicks and have him kick out of each one. See, that's not exactly. Maybe do like two or three because that's like Jay's fin- biggest finishing move on his own. 
And if you're able to kick out of it four times, how dominant is that move? Exactly. But sometimes in particular storylines, stuff like that needs to happen. KO needs to look strong, so I get it. Um, we could see a rematch from Rumble from two years ago at the Rumble, Reigns yeah. versus Owens. I mean, you never know. Um, and I think that's what more is going to happen more than yeah. And if they, I think that's going to happen at the Rumble. And I feel like if they do do something where you know Sammy does do something with KO for the undisputed titles against the Usos, I feel like that's more mania because I, I know, I have ideas what they could do with Roman at mania but what are they going to do with the usos at mania because you got to have them at mania they're the undisputed tag champions so i i don't know i maybe he loses the title to roman at the rumble but then reunites with sammy at rania for the undisputed titles you could see that happening that could happen well let me get your quick i call this the moment of the week whether it's a match a moment what for you stood out to you the most from this week's episode of raw this week's episode of Raw stood out the most. I have it written down here. The very, very opening segment with Becky Lynch. Because like I said, that's going out in the crowd like that, opening segment, especially with the women, just because the way, you know, society is these days, that's how you notice that the one guy, not Bobby, he went put his arm around Becky Lynch. You saw Becky Lynch quickly back up and go back to Bobby because Bobby didn't make her uncomfortable. Um, So that was the highlight of the week to me of the show to me because you, to do something like that, we haven't seen that uh, very often, you know, WWE fan got his moment to shine on TV. Um, good interactions with the crowd from Becky. The crowd's always been on Becky's side. So that to me was the start of the show, but I think the three stars of the show were Becky Lynch, Kevin Owens, and Jay Uso. Um, and I get the overall show a seven out of 10. Oh, sick. Look at that extra shipment. I appreciate it, brother. Look at that. Uh, a good educator. Um, I liked, I agree. I feel like Becky Lynch, anytime she's on my TV, I'll, I'll root for her. So, yes, I like that moment. Uh, that was the moment of the night for me, too. But I, I will say, and also seeing Alexa Bliss look at the title is interesting for me, too. Uh, I agree. I give it like a 7.5 out of 10. But we don't have much longer because Shirley's a bitch. So, we are going to give our goodbyes. We'll be back shortly with our Friday Night SmackDown recap. We have AEW Dynamite to cover, which will be I'll, fun, too. I'll be, I'll be Christian that. show. I'll be covering the A. I'll be doing the, the, the main hosting on the AEW episode. So get ready for that one. I'm excited to do that one. So he's going to get ready. Up, I'm going to kill it. He's going to kill it. We're going to get ready for that. So stay tuned. Be safe, everybody. And we'll see you soon. Peace. Bye. Peace, y'all.